Welcome to Technovation. I'm your host, Peter High. My guest today is Shannon Miller, the Executive Vice President of Jacobs Solutions and President of the company's Diversion Solutions Unit. Jacobs is a nearly $15 billion revenue company that provides engineering, technical, professional, and construction services, as well as scientific and specialty consulting. Divergent Solutions aligns with the company's data solutions growth accelerator, serving as the core foundation for developing and delivering innovative next generation cloud, cyber, data, and digital technologies. Shannon has spent 25 years with the company and prior roles have included posts as chief growth officer and as senior vice president of risk management and talent experience. I look forward to learning more about her journey and by extension, the future of Jacobs. Uh, and I welcome Shannon Miller now. Welcome to Technovation. It's great to speak with you today. Thanks for having me, Peter. I'm really excited uh, to be with you today. Great. Well, Shannon, I, I perhaps we should begin with Jacobs Solutions. For those who may be less familiar with it, can you provide an overview of the company's business, please? Yeah, for sure. So you got some of our facts and figures right. We're about $15 billion in annual revenue, and we have 60,000 people across Jacobs all around the world. Um, and as you said, we provide a full spectrum of professional services, consulting, technical, scientific. Um, we do construction as well. Um, and we operate both in the government sector and private sector. And really what we're focused on, um, and it's part of our, our tagline, is we're challenging today to reinvent tomorrow really by solving the world's most difficult and critical problems um, in the space of creating thriving cities, um, creating resilient environments, driving mission critical outcomes, um, driving operational excellence and advancement in critical infrastructure across the world, um, and really supporting cutting edge, cutting edge manufacturing, um, turnarounds of, of organizations and the like. So we're really bringing um, solutions across a full spectrum of, of our customers all around the world. What's interesting is, is we started out as Jacobs Engineering in 1947. Um, our founder, uh, Joseph Jacobs, was a chemical engineer similar to myself. And he started out actually um, his career working for Merck, which is a large pharmaceutical company that's based here in the United States. And then when he started Jacobs in 1947, it was really to deliver solutions for our customers. And so actually we've recently changed our name from Jacobs Engineering to Jacobs Solutions Inc. Um, to really reflect what we're doing for our clients, which is, which is really providing solutions to their most difficult problems, which as, as an engineer speaks to my heart, I became an engineer because I like solving problems. And now we've really, um, you know, put that emphasis on solving problems for our customers, you know, regardless of what industry they're in or or what part, or, part of the world um, they're operating in. And take a moment, if you would, Shannon, uh, to describe Divergent Solutions, the unit that you're the president of. Uh, what, 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 did, what does it entail? Yeah, so Divergent Solutions, we just launched this year. Um, and really, we're responsible for helping deliver creative and innovative next generation cloud, cyber, data, and digital solutions um, through through our different lines of business and go-to-market um, strategies. So Jacobs, I guess more broadly, we're aligned around critical infrastructure, so people in places solutions, which is everything around transportation, water, health and life sciences. And then we're also aligned around critical mission solutions, which is driving outcomes for um, for our government sector, whether that's with nuclear, aerospace, and the like. And so Divergent sort of sits at the heart of that. So we're going to market through people in places solutions. We're going to market through critical mission solutions to help provide those digital and data 
um, enabled solutions for our customers across all of those industries. And then we also serve specifically the intelligence community. So that's where we're leveraging our cyber capabilities to support national security initiatives um, a, a, across a full spectrum um, of customers, both here in the US um, and abroad. And so within that, we're sort of organized around that cyber and intelligence space, We've got a products, technology, and software solutions group that's building those digital-enabled um, products in, in concert with our two lines of business. And then we also um, recognize the need to have a consultant and advisory capability. And so we've got a technical technology and innovative solutions um, component where we're helping to provide data and digital consulting and advisory services across our uh, full spectrum of customers here at Jacobs too. So interesting, Shannon. Thank you for that overview. And interesting that it's just months old in essence, and yet has a sort of significant purview across the organization as well. Um, you've you've described it in past conversations we've had as a startup within a behemoth. And I, I wonder if you could talk a bit about how it was pulled together. It's a, as I say, there's a lot to it. Presumably, a lot of it was there in parts and pieces, perhaps brought together centrally. Talk a bit about that evolution, if you would. Yeah, for sure. So um, it is, it does feel like a really big startup in an organization, you know, as, as I said, we were founded in 1947. So we're 75 years old and delivering, you know, and solving problems for our customers. Um, so Divergent was really ideated when we put together our strategy last year at the beginning of 2022. And what we looked at as an enterprise is how do we really address some of these key macro trends that all of our customers are facing, regardless of where they are in the world, what industry they're operating in, or what specific um, what specific solutions they're offering their customers. And that's really kind of two big buckets. One is around climate response, and that's everything around um, sustainable energy, helping solve for um, water challenges, providing clean water around the world, et cetera. So like this entire macro trend around climate response. And the second is the need to, um, to, to have data enabled solutions within their plants or facilities or how they leverage digital and data products to ultimately drive whatever outcome or mission they have as an organization. And so within those two sort of spheres, we recognize that although our underlying premise doesn't change, that we have vast and deep domain experience with our customers. That's what we've been doing for 75 years in all the areas that we've operated in, that there could be a real competitive advantage to bringing people together within our organization, focusing them on ideating, you know, um, solutions that we can drive at scale across, you know, entire industries and sectors focused on those key accelerators being data solutions, driving climate response, that we felt that that would really help enable speed to market and help solve our customers' problems even more quickly, efficiently, and effectively. I want to call it like pulling everything out of the cupboards. We have all of these great technologists and subject matter experts within the company. We've made some amazing acquisitions in recent years. One of them is Black Links, which is tied very directly to, to national security challenges. And the other is Streetlight Data, which is enabling transportation um, data here in the United States. And so we've taken not only some of that expertise from recent acquisitions, but deep domain experts within the organization, as well as our 3,500 cyber professionals that we have, and we've pulled them together and we're creating um, we're creating our new operating unit, which is Divergent Solutions. Um, so it's kind of, it's interesting because we've got this foundation of work and a portfolio of work that we do specifically in the intelligence community. And then we've already had 
um, pockets where we've been building digital and data solutions within Jacobs. And now we've just really pulled it together to drive that focus and, and drive scale um, and speed of scale with those solutions that we've we've developed. And how have you thought about bringing in, you mentioned some of the SMEs, for example, that were there and, and, and brought into the, the organization. How do you think about the balance between um, existing staff uh, who've been with the organization for, for years like yourself versus bringing in new leadership that maybe sort of understand where, where you're going, the, that, that perhaps have, have been to some of those places already or, or bring a different level of expertise in one way, shape or form. How do you think about that in terms of like the, the organically developing the existing staff versus bringing in talent? Yeah, so it, it's interesting and it's a conversation that we have on a continuous basis. And I think it's really about balance. Right. So there's this element that we don't want to get too far from the buoy of people that really understand the science of our clients business like that is that is the secret sauce to Jacobs. We have people that have been working with um, semiconductor clients or pharmaceutical customers or delivering critical missions for um, for our federal government. We, we don't want to miss that intimacy with what problems our customers have and the challenges that they have. So that part's really, really critical. But then there's this element around driving discipline and building products and solutions that we can repeat and scale. And that's there's an art and a science to that, but that's a different sort of skill set. So we've got to bring in those product developers, people that understand software. We've also really focused on partnerships because we recognize that not everything needs to be created from scratch, that our competitive advantage is this vast domain expertise that we have with our customers. So partnering and building an ecosystem um, is, is really critical too. And then that's also really helped enable this attraction of new talent where they, they're excited about the missions that we're serving, the problems that we're, we're solving for our clients. Um, and they, they bring a different perspective, whether coming out of the tech sector or um, kind of a new new engineer or a younger individual with a lot of career runway in front of them that that they're already wired to be sort of data and digital enabled. Um, and then also just more individuals that are really focused on from a purpose perspective around things like climate response and the like. So so it's neat to get that balance. And, and with that, um, we think that we can really drive innovation and success. Um, so I, I do think it takes it takes a bit of that balance. The other component that I think is unique about this, and um, I'm really excited about where we're going, is this intersectionality between the work that we do for cyber and intelligence, for national security, and how we drive cybersecurity for critical infrastructure. That's a major area that we need to be focusing on to, to drive security in our infrastructure around the world. And I think we're not a party of one, but I think we're one company that's really looking at how we can leverage that skill and capability to drive innovative solutions across that spectrum as well. Interesting to hear you talk about the the manner in which you uh, thought about an ecosystem and in fact co-develop with your customers as well. And I wonder that as, you know as you as you innovate uh, and as you work with clients to understand their needs, um, how do you think about the balance between naturally responding to what it is that they're telling you versus uh, perhaps bringing new ideas that have not yet occurred to them as well? How do you think about the the meeting in the middle of 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 a, a variety of different insights in that fashion? Yeah, so I think a couple things. One is we have long-term relationships with our clients and we've really been embedded in their organizations 
um, for, for many decades, right? So there's this element of, again, like that deep domain expertise, but you've got to drive innovation, which means you need to have outside perspectives. And that's another part um, that we're trying to drive with divergent solutions is we're building more cross, um, cross-functional teams with ex- experience in maybe water, working in transport, how we can leverage some of the foundations that we've we've looked at for um, maybe solving operations and maintenance challenges in a wastewater treatment facility and how that might apply to other critical infrastructure and say nuclear um, SMRs, right? Um, so, so anyway, so that, that ability to drive cross collaboration of solutions is, is really critical. That's part of why if we pull that out of a market aligned approach and more centralize some of our solution development, it enables that cross pollinization across the board. I think the other component is when you're trying to solve something at industry scale, so across, say, water or across transport, it also enables you to think about how we can leverage solutions more holistically and, again, drive those for speed of scale going forward. You've mentioned uh, in a couple of different settings the work that you're doing to help with sort of climate response, if you will, um, and sustainability and so forth. I, I wonder if you could maybe uh, provide a little bit more detail as to some of the work done in those areas, obviously critical for us all. And given the scale at which you're operating and the industries uh, that you interact with, no doubt some really interesting and innovative things that are coming to light. Yeah, for sure. So one area that I'm really excited about and, and personally working with one of our customers is in the area of reducing um, energy in wastewater treatment facilities. So we announced a partnership with Palantir, uh, I think late 2022, right when we launched Divergent Solutions. And what we're doing there is this is this goes back to that ecosystem that we talked about. So Palantir has a fantastic uh, platform called Foundry that basically enables us to connect data from within a facility. So that's kind of a nice foundation layer. What Jacobs brings to it is we have this subject matter expertise. We've been operating wastewater treatment facilities for decades in lots of wastewater treatment facilities. So we know the science of how a wastewater treatment facility operates and we have the operating experience as well. So we've combined that to build some algorithms and drive what we're calling intelligent O&M not a very fancy, sexy name, but it tells you exactly what it is, which is intelligent operations and maintenance of those water treatment facilities that's enabling us to drive energy savings. Um, and it's amazing. I, you know, I self-confessed engineer. When we look at the energy um, usage of these facilities before we've installed Foundry in our in our algorithms, you know, the, the energy curve is sort of up here. The day that we go and implement it, you can see the energy usage drop. So we've been able to save easily 30% of energy expenditure on a wastewater treatment facility. And there's, you know, literally tens of thousands of these facilities just in the US alone. And if you think about the impact that that can have on a carbon footprint, our ability to just reduce energy cost is, is huge. The other thing that we're doing with that same platform is around chemical savings. So of course, with a wastewater treatment plant, you need to sterilize or sanitize the water. Oftentimes that's with chlorine. Um, and so we've been able to prove that by leveraging things like meteorological data, um, as well as other components of operating um, a wastewater treatment facility, we can significantly reduce chemical cost, which has a big impact from an environment um, perspective as well. And then lastly, the other part that we're working on there, but it takes a little bit longer to prove out that use case. It's not quite as quick as just reducing energy cost or saving chemical savings is around predictive maintenance on facilities. So if you think about just the overall supply chain of what it takes to operate some of these plants, 
we're able to more predictively maintain pumps, blowers, valves, instrumentation, which of course reduce costs, reduces a carbon footprint of a facility as well. That use case alone is just really exciting. It's showing the value of a partnership. It's leveraging our experience and domain expertise. And, and our customers are, are actually really excited about it, which is, which is fantastic. Fantastic indeed. I, I wonder if you could also take a moment and describe how, how do you how do you work within the rest of the organization? You mentioned the ecosystem approach you have with a variety of partners outside of the organization. Obviously, you are a, a part of a, a larger entity, as you described earlier on. How, how would you describe the partnership across the various parts of the of, of Jacob Solutions itself? Yeah, absolutely. So we really go to market in two ways. So we either go to market, say, directly as Divergent Solutions. So we serve the intelligence community, like I spoke about earlier. Um, so we have those long-term customer relationships with um, with the IC community. So we continue to go to market in that vein. We have our account management, relationship-based management structure to continue to deliver value for those customers. The way that we also go to market is through our, I call it our beachhead of customers across um, people and places solutions and critical mission solutions. So of a company of about 60,000 people, um, we've only pulled together about 4,000 people within Divergent Solutions. So we go to market through those channels in PMPS and in people and places solutions and critical mission solutions where they're focused on their customers. So we've, we haven't changed our sales model at all. We are still a client-centric organization. We have account managers across the organization that are focused on delivering value for their clients. And this gives them another channel to deliver value to those customers. So it actually works really well. It's it's really um, more of just a solidification of our, of our existing business model and how we go to market. It just gives us this opportunity to really drive focus, scale, and translatability from industry to industry or geography to geography by by having divergent solutions sit um, in between our two lines of business. You've mentioned uh, that part of the mandate is cyber-centric. And I wonder if you could take a moment to describe a bit about kind of your own perspectives there. Obviously, it's a remarkably dynamic space and incredibly important, especially in a data-centric business like a good portion of what you are developing is. Um, how, how do you see that evolving? And what are some insights as to kind of what, what we're all living through currently, uh, implications for large businesses and so forth. Yeah, absolutely. So I've um, I've worked in a lot of industries and market sectors in my 20, nearly 25 years at Jacobs. Um, but one of them that, I, that I've really started to learn recently is, is around the intelligence community and what we're doing specifically in cyber intelligence. And I'm not only humbled, by the work that we do to support national security for you know, the United States, but our allies all around the world. But the amount of innovation that goes on when solving some of these national security challenges is it's amazing to see and to see some of those developments that have come out of the intelligence community and that translatability into critical infrastructure, the public sector more broadly, and then how that's picked up in the commercial realm. And so this intersectionality around innovating to drive things around national security, some of our federal programs, then how that can translate out to support um, our customers more broadly is, is really kind of an interesting area to drive innovation and, and, and value. So that's, that's kind of cool in a lot of ways. When you look at it, securing critical infrastructure, if you just think about water, is really, really important. And the threats are increasing constantly, right? The bad actor is, is innovating just as much as we're trying to innovate for good. 
And staying ahead of that is really, really important. I, I think we have a responsibility as a society to be protecting our critical infrastructure and our most, not even just our most vulnerable people, obviously, but just people um, at large to ensure that they have things like clean water, that they're, that they operate in a safe environment, et, et cetera. And so this really gives us an opportunity to help drive that agenda through our work as a, as a corporation to drive policy, to ensure that we're leveraging all of our know-how and expertise to, to drive security across things like critical infrastructure, life sciences, our broader supply chain, et cetera. So that's um, it's actually a really exciting opportunity to, to do some good long-term. It certainly sounds like it. Speaking of long-term, I wonder if, uh, if you could talk a bit about the trends that excite you as you look to the future, or as you think, let's say two or three years out, what are some things that are starting to make their way onto your roadmap that particularly excite you? Yeah, so so one thing that that gets me going is we. Um, I'll just pick one data point. We recently, well, maybe not so recently anymore. We acquired a company called Blacklinks in November of 2021, if I get my dates right. And so they've been doing um, a lot of work in the intelligence community around commu- uh, computing on the edge, um, and their ability to to um, to capture data and analyze data is um, is is really years ahead of the competition. So they've been doing some fantastic work there. Um, and then I've been working with um, some of our great and super smart people um, in that acquisition for how we might you know leverage that that capability for for climate change. So being able to process things like weather data to help um, with flood modeling and and driving some solutions around how we provide better resilience for our communities um, around the world. So that's kind of like one exciting thing that um, we were kicking around. Like maybe there's a possibility that we could help eliminate category five hurricanes in Florida. If we can process weather data, temperature data um, at the speed that we, we do some other things for some other customers, maybe there's an opportunity to drive some real innovation there. I don't think that's going to happen tomorrow, Peter. Um, but I do think when we when we think big like that, um, great things will happen. So um, again, I think it's this intersection between um, what we're doing from a cyber perspective and how we can drive things like climate response. Um, I think there's going to be some great solutions that we're going to co-create with our customers um, all around the world. Well, we'll stay tuned to see uh, see some of that come to life, I'm sure. Uh, Shannon, I also wanted to ask you, as somebody who's had multiple consequential roles across Jacobs, um, uh, across your multiple decades now with the organization, and you reflect on your the rise in your career, what have been some of the difference makers along the way, perhaps tuned towards advice for others who might wish to walk in your footsteps? Yeah, for sure. So um, I think there's two things that have always gotten me going. I, I do, like I said earlier, I love solving problems, and I've always seen um, every role is looking for something to learn. So my advice to my own self, even at this point in my career, is with every like career step, every job you consider, make sure that you're doing something that is a learning opportunity, that it not only builds on experience and capability that you have, the value that you bring to the role, but make sure that there's something that you can you can learn from it. And you just really don't know where that's going to take you. If you would have asked me 20 years ago as somebody who was working on projects in the consumer products world, if I would have spent three years working in human resources, figuring out how we attract talent in different ways and and upskill and reskill talent and do succession planning and in new and exciting ways, um, you know, for a company the size of ours, I would have laughed at you. Um, I would have said, there's no way I'm going to I'm going to go work in human resources or being able to partner with our board of directors to drive 
things like enterprise risk management and a new view of looking at risk, not only as mitigating the downside, but the opportunistic upside. I also would have um, sort of probably said, I don't see that in my career path. But with with every step, um, I really just looked at opportunities to learn something new. The other thing, now that I really look back, is I um, personally, I really have loved just dealing with things with change. Maybe that's why I became a chemical engineer. I love thermodynamics. Um, that's just like in my heart and soul. And so I've always looked for opportunities that, you know, if you're going to insert energy into something, you want something to be on a better state on the other side of it. And so I've always looked for those transformational type roles, um, which have been kind of really exciting. I guess the last bit, because you kind of said um, on the veins of things like career advice, um, I've just had some fantastic mentors, sponsors, and coaches throughout my career and just, you know, some lifelong friends as a result of it. But really um, having a couple people that kind of deeply understand your capabilities, your passion, what gets you to jump out of bed in the morning, but also the areas that maybe you're not the best gal to pick up the phone and call and ask to do something um, is really, really important. And they've stretched me, they've they've advocated for me and have helped me get really unique opportunities. And, and I'm very grateful for that. Um, so anyway, just a a few things. Maybe. Are those mentors and coaches, have they tended to be colleagues of yours? Or are they people in your personal life or some combination, if you don't mind my asking? Yeah, probably a little bit of a combination. I actually think because uh, most of them are um, our colleagues and people that I've worked with around the world at, at Jacobs. Like this, uh, my work and my work and friend life is like kind of all jumbled up in the same. Like when you move around and live in a whole bunch of different countries, um, your friends end up being other expats and in different parts of the world that that you're actually working with as well. But um, so definitely a, a lot of them are colleagues. Some are retired and moved on or or maybe in another organization. Um, I'm also extremely grateful for my parents and everything that they've done for me. I consider my mom and dad really great mentors and coaches also. it's I'm always surprised how much my dad really pays attention to what I do. And he goes home at night and he thinks about something and then he'll call me the next day and um, you know, he's, he's really invested in my success, which, which is awesome too. So. That's great. Well, uh, Shannon, thank you so much for joining me today. It's been great to, to learn more about your own remarkable career journey, as well as some of the fascinating things that, uh, you're doing through Divergent Solutions at Jacobs. I, I really appreciate the stimulating conversation. Well, thank you, Peter. I appreciate your time too. Thank you for the opportunity to share our story. My pleasure.